RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to a new episode of the You're Not Wrong podcast, a podcast where a millennial and a Gen X er, talk about culture back then, culture right now, and mostly agree to disagree. My name is Elizabeth. I'm the millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm a Gen Xer. And Nicole, um, what do you remember about crime when you were growing up? <laughs> what? I'm realizing. What question is that? I was <laughs> I'm realizing you have no idea where this is going. So. I don't. You didn't give me any <laughs> any sort of like warming. No up. indication. This is like straight. This is good. No chaser with this one. Yeah. I mean, crime was bad when I was growing up. It was a lot of drugs. I was gonna say, like, in lot. what way? Like, what do you remember about crime? I remember when you were a kid? like it being dangerous where I grew up. I remember, you know, people getting shot and killed. I actually remember. Um, Seeing a dead body, like, at my high school campus. I mean, I grew up in a city. Like, it was a lot of crime. Yeah. But it wasn't certain types of crime. Like, we definitely didn't have, like, mass shootings. We didn't have, like... Oh, true, true. You know, it wasn't a lot of, like, beating up old ladies. People had code. (laughs) People had a bit of more... People had more code back then. You don't think that exists now? I mean, not... not, Nah. 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 (laughs) They they, 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 they don't just do anything. They're doing anything now. Back okay. then, it was like a certain code. Like, you know, there were there was crime around, but like, I and I would be around people who could probably be criminals, but I knew that like they would not mess with me. Do you think that that was accurate? It was. You think that's true? It was that true. They weren't. I just feel like I've been around criminals. Mm-hmm. Papa, I know you're listening. Just to <laughs> turn this part off. I've been also around criminals, and I feel like. In the back of my head, there was the sense that at any point, like I, you know, it's not safe. Like you, I mean, you're I'm not, not safe gonna with like these go people. out there and like be like, you want to play Monopoly? <laughs> but like, if I'm walking home from school, it's like I'm oh, not a target. To okay, them. You know I'm what saying I mean? like, yeah, they're okay, not gonna okay. mess with yeah. little Nicole. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting yeah. that you say that. I think for me, um, so growing up in the '90s, actually growing up in the '90s, like as from a newborn a a newborn to uh older to like cognizance um i feel like the first crime story i remember actually there's two there's two stories that i remember um the first one is elizabeth smart oh see we talking about that kind of crime so well i mean we're (laughs) talking you were talking about like we're talking local hand-to-hand i I just asked you a crime you remember and if, if i think about crime like that's what you remember i grew up it when i was young like that Sorry. When I was young like that, I was in um I wasn't in the hood adjacent neighborhood I would later <laughs> live in. So at that time we were in the cur- we were in the suburbs. Okay. Um so like yeah, crime wasn't really a factor okay. that it was later to become in my life. I gotcha. Um so when I was young like that, I remember Elizabeth Smart, which was a girl who was taken from her house, which was wild. Yeah. yeah. He like came in through a window. Now I want to say one thing about this. Yeah. There was a, there was some kidnapping going on. That was okay. like, there was stranger. There was some stranger, stranger danger. danger. Okay. If we're talking about like really a little, little girl, like there was an element of like, you could get kidnapped. Okay. So anyway, that was there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you said no one's going to mess with little Nicole. I'm like, okay. Well, not, not like the guys in the neighborhood. Sure. But like a weirdo from somewhere else. Yeah. Like a white guy with a mustache. Exactly. In a white van. Scared of him. With candy? Yeah, right. Very scared. Um, <laughs> And then I also remember, and this is probably, I don't know what you're going to say to this, mm. but I remember this being like a big thing, a big topic when I was small. What? Michael Jackson. Oh, God. Just, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jason. I'm just like the. the I was kind of old. I two, was kind of not paying attention. It was two cases where the media frenzy was yeah. like, I mean, you couldn't escape it. And even though I was really, really like elementary school yeah, young. Yeah, it's it still like with you. Well, yeah, because you, you know, you, you grow, you're growing up, you're young and then you're not aware. 
really of the media in this way. Yeah. And the next thing you know, like the place that the radio station that used to play smooth jazz on your way back home from school is now talking about whether Michael or not Jackson. Michael Jackson touched the kid <laughs> from home alone. Like you remember these things. They're formative. I remember it. I definitely remember it. I think probably OJ stands out more than that one. And Dahmer. I think, well, I well, that's interesting you bring up Dahmer and we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, OJ wasn't... Um, you really weren't like of consciousness. I was no. in middle school, so I knew. I don't know what you were doing. No, I'm sure I was still on a bottle okay. potentially when when OJ happened. But anyway, um, that's really interesting because yeah. today I want to discuss in a millennial moment oh. what feels to be this. She kicked the cat. She kicked the cat? She didn't know it was there. Oh, okay. I was like, do we have to go fight now, man? <laughs> On the episode about crime, I got to go fight some lady in the hallway. <laughs> um, I want to do a millennial moment on what seems like a very millennial renaissance of oh, true Lord. crime. <laughs> Not renaissance. <laughs> Renee. Yeah, you know, you met Renee. Renee yeah, Renee. Yeah, you met her. I know her. Yep. <laughs> so she yeah. On the so floor. this is not a true crime podcast. It's not. We will not be doing a true crime. We won't. Episode. We won't. But we are going to do an episode on true crime. Does that make sense? Not really, but okay. Let's, let's get into see it. See how this goes. Renaissance. Yeah, that, that was my like next door neighbor. Name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like somebody like uh <laughs> She's like definitely a black lady that lives in the neighborhood and her lawn yeah. is like nice, but she like might have some parties at night or something. No, she's really she it's it's <laughs> one she's one of those older women who's like very prim and proper. She yes. can turn up, but yes. she's very like she's still proper. Yes. And like her, her family done, like, weekly. Yeah, but her family like knew knew the word Renaissance <laughs> and like thought that that was a really cool word. And that's what they named and her. So they na- and they re- they named her Renaissance. <laughs> And oh, by the way, I'm not even making fun of I, I, I'm I'm not making fun of stereotypes because I did know someone who her family named her uh she was a older white woman from the country. What did they name her? So they thought that they named her uh well they wanted to what name her thought. They they wanted to name her something like Valerie. Uh-huh. But then um they heard the term venereal. Oh no. So, and what did they name her? Val- Ven- something along those lines that I don't want to get it wrong, but it was Valineral? like valerial or something. Like they just Ooh. changed a letter and she was like, Yeah, they didn't realize what it Venereal was. Meant. So, God, what is happening? Anyway, shouts out to <laughs> Renee. Anyway, so yeah, you brought up Dahmer and I thought yeah. it was actually Dahmer that kind of inspired this for me. Oh, really? Because it's been all over the place, right? Yes, so, it was an excellent series. You liked it. Oh, yeah. It was you, very well done. Do you typically, are you typically a purveyor of true crime? Yes. You know I love true crime. <laughs> yeah, but they You're don't. acting like you don't know this. So I want you to oh, answer. Oh, okay. This is a show. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I love true crime. I love serial killer stuff. I like the odd things that happen with crime, cult-like crimes, all that stuff. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like... To me, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it feels like this true crime thing is something that's really happened within the last, like, I don't know, maybe 10 last years. It's a bit of a phenomenon. I'm happy about it, but it is. I mean, I think one of the first ones that did it really, really good, which again is Ryan Murphy, who also did Dahmer. I'm not a fan. Was I know you're not, which is odd to me. But anyway, he did the OJ Simpson trial. That one was good. And he, he killed it. I mean, the casting, the writing, the pacing, it was very well done. And I learned something. So what I like about this new renaissance of <laughs> true crime is that I'm learning things I didn't know back then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What? It's the renaissance. renaissance. Yeah. I know. It still made me giggle. But <laughs> no, I think that I think that's fair. Um, I feel many ways about true crime. Right. You don't love it. I don't. I do. Really? I do. And I don't. Right. Oh. So let's kind of get into it, though, because okay, if you're okay. listening I to the, you loved it as much as I do. Well, it's I guess like many things, my relationship with it is complicated. Oof. Never can be simple. I was this gonna one. say it's I mean, never simple. Geez. Do you know how exhausting it is to it's be me? It's hot got to be. So 
Um, in the U.S., women usually are the purveyors of digital true crime podcasts, okay. right? Um, they make about 73% overall wow. of, of true, true crime, crime content audience. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Um, and well, said, most women are podcast consumers, right? That is true. Okay. That is true. But that's a big percentage for that subject matter. Yeah, in two, in 2020, true crime podcasts held many of the U.S. top 50 spots in popularity by the most listens. So when oh. you think about it, there's like, I don't know, a lot of podcasts. An yeah. estimated 90 million U.S. people listen to podcasts, right? Okay. Um, of those, 28% had listened to at least one true crime podcast a month. That's a big amount for 90 million. Yeah, and like I said, 50 spots of the... I'm sorry. Many of the top 50 mm -hmm. were true, true crime, crime podcasts. So when you think about it, you've got like 50 of the top podcasts in the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's like 10 that are true crime podcasts. Yeah. And then like 80% of the people listening to those are women. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's big, a that's lot. A big, that's, that's a big huge, demographic right? right there. By the way. Yeah. One of my favorite true crime podcasts was um, the Atlanta Child Murders. That's a good one. That yeah, is a good one. That was a very good one. So to put it into more perspective and then we can keep moving. True crime podcasts make up less than half a percent of the total number of podcasts on the platform. Okay. So it might seem like they're everywhere, but that's because so many of them end up in the top in the 50, top. right? Yep. Um, when you look at 432 of the most visited results, um, true crime podcasts made up 20% of the most visited podcasts. Oh, wow. So like, even though they're like, one percent of all podcasts that exist yeah they're consistently like In being consumed 10. higher than anything else yes yes they have a concentration so you know is it a surprise to you at all to hear that women are running true crime no not really because we're nosy <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i think you know women want to go a little deeper with things maybe more so than men and so, and it, and it takes time to listen to true crime. It's not it's a true. quick listen. So do you think it's all women who listen to, to true crime? I like, mean, well, obviously. Oh, you mean, okay. Like, I do you I, have the percentage of podcast listeners. No, no, so. no. Do I mean, do you, do you think it's like all women or a certain type of women? It's definitely not all women. Okay. So like, who do you think? I know a lot of, of women who don't even listen to podcasts, actually. Really? Yeah. They're not podcast listeners. I think You got to show them ours. Well, and they don't listen. <laughs> I've already done that. So who do you think listens? Like, what kind of woman do you think listens to? to People like us. People like us. Semi nerds. And what? Okay. Yeah. Ner a little nerdy. Um, people who are into probably like horror. If you're not into horror or scary stuff, you probably don't want to listen to Atlanta Child Murders at night when you can't sleep, which is what I was doing for a long time. <laughs> so I don't think you're entirely wrong. Okay. But here's where you're not right. Oh, I so, know you're going to enjoy that. So while, yes, I'm sure there's a lot of like uh, interest that true crime women have in common. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's actually white women. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So a lot of reports have shown that it's predominantly white women who listen to that true listen crime? to true crime podcasts. Why? So it's one a little razzle dazzle. Great question. I literally wrote Nicole will ask why. <laughs> Chalk it up. <laughs> Jason's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah please tell me why yeah so this article from salon said you can chalk it up kind of in their estimation in theory a lot of people do to media bias so if you were to think about the last few true crime podcasts that you listen to and i challenge anyone listening to this to think about the same thing mm -hmm. who are the victims in those crimes I mean, well, I listen to different ones, so it's not but, white women. Okay. But I think, like, it's stereotypically, yeah. the white damsel in distress. Yeah. So they're probably scared, so they want to, like, listen to what they need to be, like, afraid of, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense to and me. And generally, and also generally in traditional media, there's more coverage when that When they're victims. White for sure. female victims, yes. right? Either being murdered or definitely being kidnapped or missing. Right. I mean, we've seen that play out so many times. I know. I could name like five different women I know right now who are missing. Yeah. Based on just true <laughs> crime podcasts. <laughs> right. And they're all white. No, if, you know. I mean, I'm hey, not. They're we're still not, missing. Yeah, like, they not, still need help. This is not like a condemnation. It's just it no, is what it is. It's just the facts. Yeah. And then you also take 
uh, account of like serial killers like Joseph yeah. James D'Angelo and yeah. Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, um, yeah. Night Stalkers, all these people that were killing predominantly oh, and no. kind of like sensationalized in for those specific people. Night Stalker was a little bit all over the place. That's true. Except he didn't kill black people. Well, there's like all the different stalkers, right? But, yeah, Night so, Stalker didn't Richard Ramirez. But you know, that like, was that was a good one. Side note: What did no one kill black people, or was it just that we didn't care? Mm. I don't know. Message. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Um, but let me. Okay, so you can. So they're the ones who consume it. So it's it. white women who are mostly consuming it, but women in general, yeah. women like you and I, also black and Hispanic women. Women on a whole are the ones who are consuming true crime content. Gotcha. And I would bet my next paycheck that anyone listening to this podcast right now who is a woman. Has also listened to a true, true crime, crime podcast. podcast. Yep. So there are tribe. Do you think that women really are at risk of what these podcasts are telling us we're at risk of? Right. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, you got to be in a really small, like the statistical um, probability of you being killed or a victim of something that then becomes a true crime podcast. <laughs> It's really small people. Okay. I I also agree, but to be honest, also with the amount of true crime podcasts that are out there, every like now and then I'm like, is it everybody? I mean, is it everybody? The, the, also, you are like closer to have been, been in college. This is a very vulnerable type of person you are. Like <laughs> you mean, you're, you're getting you you're getting further away from being vulnerable. You're not as uh, desired. <laughs> yeah, until by some the guy falls in love with me, I get tuberculosis <laughs> and then he turns me into a mummy. It's all fun and games until I'm dead. You might almost be too old. I'm serious. You're getting further away from the desire. You know what? Group. That's fine this with me. This is a positive. This is a positive of being becoming of growing, older. Yeah, of wrinkles. I'm telling you right now, yeah. it's a perk. I need to get started on Botox. Well, <laughs> well, true crime docs usually show like random serial killers yeah. killing women and stuff. Yeah. It's actually not really the case. So, I mean, these are just facts from the justice. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, I just like I feel like someone's gonna be what like, I don't on? know. These are just facts from the DOJ website. Exactly. These are just facts from the Department of Justice. If you don't like them, they're not. I don't know what you want me to say, but listen to this. I like you giving the attribution up front. (laughs) But listen to this. So it turns out that, you know, on average, men are most likely to commit violent crimes. Yes. No one saw that. Coming. Yeah. DOJ. Thanks, DOJ. But also, men are most likely to be the victims of violent crime. Men? Yeah. But proportionately, there are more men. The, what? It, oh, wait, no, it's actually more women. Yeah, that are listening. Yeah. No, I'm talking about in the world. Is it more men or women in the in the United States? I think it's more women. I want to say we're... men? I want to say we're at 5149. Really? Female to male. So I do think there's a little bit more women. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. So it's okay. It, when we're talking about violent crime, we're talking about assaults. Okay. So not including sexual assault. Assault not including. Yes, yeah, so oh, that's its own okay. thing. So it's like assault, which is like you know what being you beat th- up exactly yeah. things. Or I think some places they'll also include the threat of being yes, beaten up. Yes. Uh, murder, obviously. Yeah. Manslaughter. Manslaughter. And rape or sexual assault is its own category. Own category, which right? would probably be more women victims. So. Men are convicted of the vast majority of homicides. They're about 89.5% of the total number of murder offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but victimization rates for men and women have kind of stayed the same, with men leading being mm. more violent victims than women. Mm. There's only been one time in the last like almost 20 years that crime has gone up nationally. And can you guess when that was? Last year? 2020. Okay, I was going to say 2020, but I didn't want to be cliche. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, No, isn't that fascinating? I don't know. They don't know why. They have no idea why. So it went up in 2020 yeah. or was it counted in 2020? That's the thing. We don't know. Okay. We, we can't really okay. say. Because um, I would think it would be less crime in 2020 because people were like. I think people were bored. In the house. Yeah. I was almost like, where is the crime? In the house. Okay, that's okay. Maybe house. that's where the crime was so happening. Males, in the house. So men are more likely to be murdered. 
men are more likely to be murdered? 70, I'm shocked. 76% of murder victims are men. What? Apparently. Allegedly. Look, again, these are just facts. To I told you at the, at oh, the top. I'm sorry. These are just facts. From the, DO, from from the, the Department DOJ of Justice. And like multiple sources online. Okay. Um, wow. I'm just a little surprised. Uh, f- however... Women were more likely to be victims of domestic homicides. Obviously, yeah. So yeah. what we're talking here is the difference between like a guy getting shot on the street yeah. versus a woman being shot by her partner. Exactly. Right? And right. also sex-related homicides. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a sexual assault that turns into trigger warning, by the way, in case we're talking about crime. Mm-hmm. Um, a sex, a, a sexual assault that turns into a homicide mm-hmm. by accident, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. also be more likely for women. Mm. Um, men are also more likely to be victims of drug-related crimes. Um, That's not surprising. And drug-related, and drug and gang-related homicides. That's not surprising. So I think when you think about it that way, like you said, statistically, if you're doing, and look, this is not saying that men are more Violent. criminal. Why not? I mean, they are. Right. But like statistically, they are. But I'm just saying, like, in general, if you're doing things that are more likely to you will get likely you to killed, victim. you will more yeah. likely get killed. If you're in that atmosphere. Right. So know. if you're in a gang, you yeah. is it is it OK? Is it non PC um, for me to say if you're in a I'm gang, you might get killed? Say that's OK to say. OK, like, cool. That's pretty so obvious. I would hope so. We don't need the DOJ for that. It's OK. Look, Ugh. these are just facts okay. <laughs> from the DOJ. Okay. Um, but if you're like at home minding your business, you're probably less likely to be killed. Mm. I know. You don't Shocking. Say. Shocking. So all of this to say that even though we do sens- sensationalize like serial killers and random kidnappings, women, while they're less likely to be killed in general, when they are killed, it's usually by ex-partners or partners i'm not surprised by that so you should that's pretty been circulated a lot yeah you should i mean it is but then also i feel like i do i end up talking to people who don't know this thing i mean i'll never forget like one of my first beats when i was a reporter was i had to cover cops and i covered like sunday cops and so i had to go to the jail every sunday morning and pick up all the arrest reports and it would be like 80 90 percent domestic oh really domestic domestic you have no idea the amount of domestic crime that takes place on a daily basis and i mean it could be something as small as like some people got enough shooting you know your your neighbor and you got an argument and the police had to come but a lot of it is abuse and you know violence in the home it's the largest largest amount and it's, <clears throat> it's so crazy because I think, and this is like not really what this is about. Yeah, this wasn't what this but, was about, but I'm just saying that's a real thing. People right. don't even know. And side tangent, I feel like people always just say like, why don't you leave? And I think we've gone to yeah. a place now, hopefully, where we know that it's Wait, not that easy. I hope so. Because I think logically you can see it's not that easy. I mean, I hope people get that, which again... Maybe what you're like, there is a lot of ignorance because people don't realize it. it's that that much of it yeah. is happening. Right. So you think about, OK, you're saying that this many people mm-hmm. are going to just leave. Yeah, it's not possible. So when we're talking about and we can, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, just so to be clear, when we're talking about sexual assault specifically, uh, yeah, 90 percent of adult rape victims are female. 90 percent. Wow. Uh, 82% of juvenile victims are also female. Okay, so there's more juvenile victims that are men. Right, and this is for rape, attempted rape, or sexual assault. However, I do want to offer the caveat that a lot of times men and boys do not uh, report report their, their crimes, especially when they're sex crimes. Yeah. So while this statistic is what we have, these are reported crimes. Yeah. So it's hard to say... You know, it, I think it would be really interesting if one day we got there because like, I was wondering. I was I, I was just listening to something about this not too long ago. I wonder will we ever change the tide with that? That would be very interesting to see because yeah, and especially because when you look at okay, so like all these other crime segments, right? It's predominantly men on men. Yes. So like, but then it's just one thing that it's men on women, right. and it makes sense. However. Why wouldn't it follow only all the other 10%, statistics? Only 10%? You know, that yeah. seems a little odd. But anyway, yeah. so basically, and still, it's probably going to be someone you know. I think we all know that by now. Yeah. So you, the likelihood of you becoming a true crime podcast star 
as I said. Or I should say. <laughs> a star. <laughs> oh, my God. The theme behind a true crime podcast is is not very, very likely. Small, ladies, relax. Very, so why do you think that we as women like true crime? I mean, it's so weird. I don't. That's going to take me a minute because... I'm going to have to go into the psyche and I can only think about myself in that I need to know what I like to know, like the mental state a person has to be in to like commit a crime. I'm very interested in that. <laughs> okay. For some reason. Okay. I'm just telling okay. you, this is no, like on the therapy going. couch. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to know, I'm not so much concerned with the victim. Really? No. Okay. I don't even, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm sorry that that happened to them, but I'm not, I don't remember the victim information that much. You remember? Unless the, it's something like the Atlanta child murders, but I still was very focused on the perpetrator. The perpetrator Cause I'm like, what brings you to do this? Like right. what's going on? What's your mental state? What do you, where do you operate from? And I, I, that's very interesting to me. So luckily and I also, uh-huh. sorry, I also no, have a bit of like busybodiness to me. Okay. And sort of also like, I'm not going to, and I, I guess I'm going to my white woman side where I'm like, <laughs> it won't be me because I'm going to know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to know what's going on with you. Like, I don't trust most of anybody, honestly, because people are crazy. It's true. People are really crazy. It's true. And so that's how where I operate from. You... People are crazy and I need to study these crazy people to, so I can spot them yeah. in the public. 100%. Like, do you ever work, like, have you ever been around someone or worked with someone or just known someone and you're like... You know for a fact I you have. You actually are crazy. You know for a fact I have. I mean, I actually could have been one, more than one person. So <laughs> oh, I don't I, Yeah, it. but I'm just, you said one, <laughs> yes, you know for a, a fact that at least one person... <laughs> If not multiple people, <laughs> right? I know. I can I can look at you and I'd be like, "Yeah, you could go crazy." Oh yeah, you no. really could. Um, <laughs> based on my study yeah. of true crime, when you think guess. like, I don't know if I want to be in the office when he's here. Oh yeah, <laughs> are we selling him guns? I, right. We got to be careful. There you go. Not to make light of it. These are act- and that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't consider that making light of it. I'm not making light. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm no, right. Like we might be approaching this from a more lighthearted way we are but this is because these thoughts are actually serious they are and so it's just easier to talk about than to be like yeah sometimes i go in the office and i'm like oh my god yeah it's today of the day because you see it on the news every day right listen to your true crime podcast and you're like yeah yeah this is how people turn crazy although like statistically we we just know we know it's not (laughs) statistically (laughs) i just said it's not it's still easy to put yourself there i would say for myself it's the same i got into true crime when i was uh just really graduating from college so i was Mm. around 20 and took off from there just really i started with the podcast serial i mean i yeah i mean and Wait a minute. Is this um Adnan? Anon Syed. Yeah. Yeah. He just was and released. he was just released from prison. I so know. um I, know. I think that was about I think that was in 2016, 2015. Yeah, that was one of my first like that. podcasts that I listened to, actually. Yeah. And for me it's the same way. Like I think for me, I I do consider myself at times a bit of an anxious person. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially as someone who, you know, was living in a college town, had random roommates and that whole situation. You know, Um, you you're aware of, I think also in that time too, you're aware of like, Oh, I'm actually getting older. mm, I'm I'm living. I'm 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 still alive. I'm going to die one day. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope it's not some (laughs) random guy with a mustache, you know, like that would suck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think much the same way. I also killers, criminals they do fascinate me as well Mm -hmm. um and i think also i like i really like trying to figure it out too right i think there's an an element of that of of like what happened because sometimes they're not solved like the case of Heyman lee which is the anon syed case we don't actually really know what happened to her and i don't know that we ever will and that's really sad do you think he's innocent so Did I not ask you that question? I don't think we should get into it. Okay. (laughs) Um, According to research done, 
by Amanda Vicari. Vicari. V-I-C-A-R-Y. Look her up. She's very cool. Um, She's a criminal psychology expert. And she talks... She's done several reports and, like, theses on why women love true crime so much. Mm -hmm. She originally did it with um, looking at books on Amazon Mm -hmm. in 2010. But then the true crime explosion happened in digital media. And she's been going back and kind of, like, updating some of her stuff. Okay. So... Generally, the theory that you'll hear in like media or like from other women is like they listen to true crime because they want to learn something from it. So they think they'll learn lessons from um, other victims like, okay, well, she did this and got away. So I know to do this or, Mm -hmm. oh, this happened. So I know I need to not do that. Um, Obviously, none of it being victim blaming. You shouldn't kill people. That is a good start. Possibly avoid. But when you think you're. When you think you might die, it's good to know what you can do to like circumvent that, like lock your doors and maybe take some self-defense classes or something. Right. But what she found is that it's actually more about empathy, like you were saying. So more often than not, and this is from a Vogue article that kind of went deep into her research. um, Women are really looking for that subconscious connection. So they're absorbing like from an empathetic place. They want to understand the mind of the killer mm-hmm. and like what happened to the victim. So yeah. What triggered the attacker? The attacker. How did the victim victim fall into this trap? What techniques did they use to escape? What techniques did the attacker use to like evade police? Like all of these things from an empathetic level. So is it that we're we care about the victim and the killer or is it yeah yeah it's 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 a fascination with wanting to understand how and kind of why the crime is perpetrated definitely identify with that so she's she asserts that basically while you're consuming this content you subconsciously absorb all this information on coping with horrific situations right True. And you start to recognize signs that could lead to violence and you're starting to understand the person that could do this violence to you. Right. And also how people, I mean, what people actually like live with. Right. I mean, like with the Night Stalker, for example, there was a little girl who he actually abducted and she, he let her go. Right. And I was very fascinated with the fact that this woman had lived through that as a child and she was functioning as an adult. <laughs> yeah. And she had to like come to some some conclusions about how she would think about the whole situation. Sure. She probably she might have been high, like medicated. I'm sure you probably need to be at that point, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she just came to came to her own understanding and was able to live on. People Sorry. people have sometimes gone through things without medication. Yeah. I mean, if you I, need it, take it, but I not to say that she was on it. I don't yeah. know, but if she if it's she possible. was on something, that's totally understandable Absolutely. because that's super traumatic. So another uh, another expert, Rhea Gandhi, a counselor and psychotherapist, she thinks that it's really more about a sense of justice. So essentially, and this is me paraphrasing, um, women generally feel like they could be easily victims of crime. Mm-hmm. And so by watching these true crime things, listening to them, you're getting the sense that... Um, we could have justice in our legal system, in our society. I don't oh, agree with her. Not true. I think Vic, <laughs> most Vic, women understand life's not fair. Yeah, Amanda's research is more in line with yeah, what I think. When she, when I read it, I was like, Which this means is she's exact, right. This is exactly that. <laughs> so even mm. though, like I said, even though I'm an ang- anxious person, me too. And these things at times will make you anxious, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the stuff I was like, oh. Okay, this is a lot. So Amanda did more research into this, Mm. and she found that even though uh, while studying the reactions of men and women watching or consuming true crime content, while men and women both have anxiety, women experience it a lot stronger. Mm. So it's more like for men, they're watching... I guess I don't know. I, I, it's not real. I guess in a sense, I yeah. would I would guess. Not her research. This is my guess. It Whereas ain't happened to them. So right, it's more like watching a horror movie. Right, where you know the ghost isn't real. Except these are real stories. But these are real, and you could be that person. So like for women, it's a lot harder. And then also, even though women feel the anxiety more, 
they will keep going. Oh, for sure. So like, yeah, we're going to do ourselves in until we work ourselves into a frenzy. Yeah. So and then we're like, I can't listen to any more true crime for six months because <laughs> so true. I stayed up all night listening to Atlanta child murders. And it's now so I want true. my kid to go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I now need to put a tracker in my son's yes. ass because yes. I <laughs> listen to Real too much talk. true crime. So yeah, it's, it's men will turn the, Men will turn it off, right? Like right. They, they like, are right. more likely, I should say, to turn it off. Whereas women, um, there's this need to know what happens next. Mm. Um, again, she Nosy. said, like she's saying, <laughs> a subconscious reading between the lines. Um, there's an overpowered discomfort and negative feelings, but you seek. Yeah. So the need to know what happens next. Sorry to be clear. Overpowers your discomfort. Ooh, so even though you really want to turn it off, maybe because you're uncomfortable, yeah. you have to know what happens next. Oh, yeah. That experience is way more likely in women than it is in men. Yeah, I can identify with that. So men, although they will be more likely to be murdered. Yeah. Will not watch They're, not, they're not paying attention, <laughs> but, which is why they're getting murdered. No, which I'm is why, kidding. yeah. I'm just kidding. We've solved it. Terrible. That's why. That's why they're dying. That, we guys, know, guys, but maybe you need to pay attention. So we've had fun <laughs> and games. We've been talking about this. And uh-huh. I mean, clearly we can reference things. Yeah. But m- is it right? I, I'm allowed to like whatever I want. I guess my question is more, is this exploitative, right? I and think, it's, yeah. It's a question, when I said earlier, my thoughts on true crime are complicated. I think at first, for me, it felt very fun and, not fun and games, but entertaining. It, did, uh, it wasn't even that it was entertaining. I think at the very start, I was so like shocked by the things that I was like, consuming whether it was on tv or in podcast mm-hmm. form and then i got so interested in it and then i was fascinated and then i listened to too much of it went deep and then i came out and then i went back in yeah. and then i did that a couple times and then by the by, by the last few times i've just thought to myself like with so many of these podcasts with so many of these like true crime documentaries which i tried to find uh, by the way, I tried to find an exhaustive list of just how many exist on Netflix, and I could not. What do you mean? They didn't have it listed? There's just so many. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I kept finding huh. lists that were, like, the top 20, the top, yeah. but, like, nothing that said, like, oh, there's this many. Because there's just, like, There's just a lot, yeah. And, and so, all the different platforms and podcasts. Yeah, and, so imagine. And it's, like, it just feels... But a lot of them aren't that good. Okay, but either way, it's it's true crime. And when I mean good, I'm not saying really like the production quality. I mean the story itself. Because I feel like to be a good true crime, well, you're, you're furring your brow, but... Keep going. To be a good true crime has got to hit some notes. This is... But this is exactly my point. This is the story of time. This is a time. person's life. This is the story of Isn't time. Isn't that kind of fucked up that we're just, like, consistently consuming media? I mean, and look, I still do it. So I'm... I'm have I'm exploring this, right? Yeah. This idea. I'm not condemning anyone. But it's like... We're consistently consuming content about people who have had, like, the worst things happen to them. And we're just like... But it, was it Anon? <laughs> Do you think it was him? It's like, this girl was murdered. Like, um, It has turned us all into, like, baby Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Perry Mason. Bro, and the worst, like, um, oh my God, Matt and annoying, annoying about it, too. I mean, but at the same time, s- stories of people and tragedy and whatever are the basis of all of our cinema. Even if it's a, even if it's not a real story, a lot of it is based on like themes that they know people resonate with, you know, like going down like the underdog and then they win, like, you know, the sympathetic villain. I mean, these are all based on like real things. And so there's certain stuff as humans that we're just into. And that's what the entertainment industry is based on. And so I understand what you mean. And I think it probably hit home a little bit more for me with Dahmer because if there were stories about, you know, the the family and, you know, um, even people that we know, um, friends of ours who grew up in Milwaukee and who had a run in with him, mm-hmm. you know, when they wow. were really young and like he was offering them a ride somewhere. And then when this all came out, they're like, this is the man. And, you know, so how, so they could not even watch it. They didn't want any parts of the series. 
Right. And those are people who are actually affected by this crime. Right. But they weren't telling us not to watch it. They're like, yeah, I heard it's really good. I just don't choose to watch it. So I don't know that you have to condemn the whole thing or say that it's that it's on its surface exploitative. Um, But I definitely can understand why some people may choose not to want to engage with it. So it's it's good that you bring up Dahmer and also you brought up uh, the Atlanta child murders. So what I guess let's start with that one. What stood out with you? About why did that one stick with you so much? I mean, Dahmer stuck with me. And again, this is one of those things where I'm like, the themes that get people going. There is a real racial inequality aspect of Dahmer. I mean, there were people who were saying this kid is killing people. Mm -hmm. The police did not take them seriously. Now, a lot of the show was not historically accurate, right? But there were accounts of people reporting him and the police not taking it seriously. And so that, that theme of like the helplessness of like a certain black part of the black community or any community that's like in poverty, not being listened to and not taken seriously. And it's literally someone being like chopped up in your apartment. It's really like, you just don't even, you don't even count as a human. Like, we'll let you suffer the trauma that nobody should suffer. And we won't believe you. And so that was like, I I was very interested in how that was going to be portrayed. Because that is a feeling that I think I've felt before. And I know some people like me who have as well. So that one hit home. The Atlanta child murders because I have a son. Okay. I have a black son. And he was around the age of, you know, he was getting close to the age of where um, those kids were being kidnapped. And I was just like, damn. I mean, he also, even though the perpetrator in that was a black man, he was taking advantage of less privileged people, people who, you know, your kid might be a little bit more unattended. They might be out and about, you know, not maybe, you know, don't have as much supervision and this guy's taking advantage of it. And it's just like, that hit home for me. So the vulnerability of Do the you feel like it is different when these stories focus on racially and ethnically diverse populations? Not necessarily. That, okay. that just, when it comes to those, that is what got me. Yeah. There's been other times where I just thought this story is so fascinating about how people's minds can be controlled. Heaven's Gate was one. Yeah. Where I was like, look, this man, <laughs> these people are believing the most wildest shit and actually uh, died behind it. Mm -hmm. This is how the mind can be manipulated. The mind is very easily manipulated. Yeah, the one that sticks with me, now that you say that, or one that comes to mind is the one with the, they're like Mormons or something, and they've got that guy. keep sweet. No, although that one's wild too. (laughs) They Um, didn't die in that one, but. No, the one where the guy takes, he's friends with his family. He like steals the daughter and multiple times. And brings her back. Yeah, and then he brings her to Mexico. Don't remind me of that. Did you hear about this one, Jason? She brings her to Mexico, convinces her that there are aliens. Well, she was like nine. She was very, very young. Convinces her that there are aliens that have told him that he has to have sex with her. Yeah. They do that. He brings her back. He steals her like once or twice again. The FBI is like, you got to stop letting this guy near your daughter. Obviously, he sleeps with the mom, has an affair with her. Yeah, it gives crazy. The dad like gives him a hand job in the car, and then yeah, (laughs) the mind. The mind. Somehow they get a little bit separated. I think he either moves or something. But then he comes back, and he's like, hey. Yeah, I need your daughter for like a summer and then like doesn't bring her back for like two years. Look, all of this is completely crazy. I'm not I'm not up on this. I saw this years ago, so I could be completely wrong. But like, yeah. And then the FBI gets (laughs) back involved and the FBI is like, why do you keep letting him take her? Like, What are you doing? What is wrong with you? So that's what I'm saying. It's not just, you know, it's it's different components of these stories that are very like it gets you. So I have a I have a very strong opinion on actually very strong. Probably too much, but I do have an opinion, a strong opinion. Well, what is do you have? Do you feel a difference when it's a documentary style or when it's a 
TV adaptation. I prefer a documentary. Right. So and that was a thing. Oh my God. Please, y'all, stop calling Dahmer a documentary. Yes. This is what's driving right. me crazy. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, are y'all really stupid? Millennials. Yeah. It's not just millennials. I'm sorry. It's not just Something millennials. Is wrong. Millennials and down. I mean, it's not just the millennials are we and not down. teaching like what fiction and nonfiction and like movies versus documentaries. I just don't like that. This that is, was scary. I actually have like an issue with this because okay, so Dahmer was a drama. Correct. It was a scripted show. It yes. was not a documentary. And liberties were t- now while a lot of the things were accurate, and I do think it's important to tell stories regardless you know and and have these have these things be known um to a certain extent some of this stuff was not accurate a lot of it a lot of it was not accurate it was for drama because guess what it wasn't a a documentary exactly it's a tv show it's not a documentary so in that regard i don't like things like this okay because it bothers me because i know i mean first of all I don't want to have to do more research on this. I like doing that. I don't want to see a scene and then be like, did that actually? I totally the enjoy biggest- that exercise. You don't no. like doing that? No. And because the thing is, there's I, a whole because I know that genre people out think, there of that too. Because I know that people think this is a documentary. And I'm we like, can't fix that though. That's I, a whole nother. They don't even count. That's fine. But then it's like, okay, so in Dahmer, there was one part that I was like, if this is true, I need to be 30 times madder than I what already am. Which part? And if it's not true, I'm upset that they put this in here. What was it? Because now I'm madder than I was. So it's the point. So there's a, a Loatian family that's yes. been terrorized by this guy. Yeah. And they've been getting uh, like calls. crank calls, right? And I, the and calls on, were terrible. The calls were, <laughs> frankly, I was like shocked that they could. I was like, what? And then they were going hard on him. But, but you know what? Part they of me. They weren't true. Part, well, hold on, man. Oh, okay. Part of me was like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I could see that, right? Like, immigrant family, whatever. Yeah, like, I could see people messing with them the because yeah. Dahmer had ended up having so many fans. Like, yeah. I know that that's true. But then they include this scene. And I was like, like I said, I either need to be, we either need to like storm the Capitol. <laughs> Or we need to Which cancel. No, that. no, obviously <laughs> not over that. No, let's be clear. That's not happening. No, <laughs> but my point is we either need to be super outraged or I'm like, actually, why did you include this? Like you didn't need to include well, this. Which part was it? It's when you find, so you quote unquote, find out you're seeing all of these like uh, calls come in throughout like the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you quote unquote, find out that it was the cops who were, they didn't do that. I so the first thing I do, oh. the first <laughs> that thing was I do, make, you were like that was the tipping point. It was like I was that's what I was at. I was at that point where I was like, are we going to Milwaukee? Like, what are we doing? That's what it took. Are we are, are we riding up? Like, are we are we mounting our horses and riding out? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, but but wait, here's why it bothers me. Why? So I so I start typing. I I'm on my laptop. It's on the TV. I pull out my laptop. I start typing. Did the cops, the first like five iterations they were, didn't do it. They didn't. did the cops call the Loatian family? Did the Loatian family get called by the cops? Like all of them. So it what the thing is that it, I realized in that moment, it's not just me, right? Like every single person was like, hold on, this is so extra. I have to stop what I'm doing and actually search whether or not this is true. There was already so much to be outraged about in that case. The fact that you include that is so gratuitous. It's taking it over over the top. Oh, well. But but people should have been paying more attention to the fact that this black lady was I wasn't calling the police. Alive. <laughs> I don't care. Like police have been doing that kind of stuff and way worse. I don't even that ain't nothing. That might be true, but my point is like focus on the things that did happen. If the things that happened were bad. Were bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like I ain't even remember that cuz I'm like, dude, I w- no, I remember cuz like I said I got so I got so mad about it. And the there, kid ran out of the house. That actually happened. That's bad enough. If that wasn't enough to be like, okay, we've got a problem. It was, but right. (laughs) It was a problem. I wasn't ready to mount my steed and like go ride in Milwaukee. But well, I wouldn't. But no, of course not. But that's like twenty years ago. That was like enough. Like I didn't even need. 
I understand That's where you're coming point. from. That's my point, exactly. I, I understand where you're coming from. But I think in this case, like, whatever. Like, I, we've already established that there was a huge injustice done, right? Right. So now, yeah. Okay, but then all you're doing is kind of, like, giving... You're giving credence. You're giving credence to say, like, you know, come on, man. I mean, and frankly, I see it because, like I said, if I have to go, I'm just saying, like, that kind of stuff does bother me when it comes to these TV adaptations because they, they do it so much to the point where you, it's like, this thing was bad enough. I think people just don't want to know that it was that damn bad. So like this well, it was, wasn't that bad. The cops com- weren't calling this the This is a family. conversation that happens about Dahmer with non-black people in general. It's like, well, was it really? Like, it's no, all it was this that bad. checking about Dahmer. And I'm like, y'all, they didn't do a damn but, thing. But that's what I'm saying is like, I believed that. I believed the whole thing. And I watched the whole thing and I was like, damn, that shit's crazy. That boy left the house and they really, and you know that that woman was definitely calling. Like, yes. I didn't have to fact check that. Yes. But my point is, she now... Didn't live, she didn't live next door to him. Doesn't matter. She She's in, in the, the apartment. apartment with, in yeah. the building, but she didn't live next door. I'm actually okay with that. Okay. Now, what I don't know if I'm okay with, if he brings her a meat sandwich, is that factual? Well... I don't know if that was, but right. he did come in. Okay. He did come in because they actually had been kind of cool. Because because now the thing is, there's this whole scene going on with a lot of things already happening, <laughs> talking about essentially the injustice that happened in this community. Yeah. And all my attention is on the fucking meat sandwich <laughs> and whether or not she's going to eat it. Again. And it's, it's distracting for no reason when you should show. really be focused... Right. It's not a but documentary. That's what, but that's my point is like, I don't really like these. T- like sometimes they're done well. And sometimes something like Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Yeah. There I, was some liberties taken there as well. Right. But it doesn't feel as serious as like a guy chopping <laughs> up like 40 black men and Loatians in Milwaukee. You know, I just feel like some things need to be a little bit more. Uh, factual. Not even factual, but just treated a little bit. That is sensational. Yeah, a little bit more seriously. What about documentaries? I feel as though documentaries have become a lot more sensational. They truly have. They so, also I have. mean, they take cinematic liberties. You really can't win. They beef up scenes. They beef up situations. They have music, lighting, graphics. You basically need an NPR reporter to go down there and do <laughs> a podcast if you want to get any actual take on what actually happened. Like the podcast might be a little bit like at our most pure level of true crime. If it's done by specific people because <laughs> even then um have are you familiar with these and I, i'm sorry i didn't mean it it's just like you know the it's Dahmer okay. thing it's okay um, no it's what it's about it's your it's your millennial moment um no i'm just saying like i was staring at that meat sandwich and i was like i bet this man did not bring her a meat there's no fucking I actually way i don't know if that's true or not he may have <laughs> if he it's did easy to look up yeah but we can do oh, that okay. after the show. there's a whole thing devoted to like what was real and what wasn't which to me speaks to the notion of like people want to try to like act like this could not have been this bad i think Nicole, because why was a whole what's true and what's not published the reason that it was published is because you had the cops calling the Haitian peep family. That's you don't think cops have done shit like that before? I'm sure they have, but I'm in the middle of this and I'm watching it and I'm like, did that really happen? Like, I'm like, I'm so already pent up that I'm like, did that fuck? Are you for real? And then I look and I'm like, oh, it didn't happen. And then I'm immediately brought down where I was like, I was so pissed. And then I was even more pissed. And now I find out it's not even real. So what is real? That's my point. And it's fine. Okay. I know a lot of people feel differently. Yeah. Um, so are you familiar with Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered? I am not. So this is a this is a slogan from a true crime podcast, one of the most famous, uh, my favorite murder. Where yeah, the it's a good one. Yeah. So that has been printed on I don't know, millions of shit. That's oh, really? all over the place. Another slogan, be weird, be rude, stay alive. What's that from? It's just another true crime slogan that people use and that that be they, real, be rude, stay alive. Like, don't be nice to these people. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, fuck politeness is another oh, one. Yeah, I like that. one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just good day to day. Not even when you're being murdered. <laughs> but yeah, it just feels like, you know, people are capitalizing on this. You, you have a podcast about, let's say, Dahmer and 
you're like, hey, stay sexy, don't get murdered. It's like, I don't know. It just feels exploitative. I bet that there is probably a podcast or could be one soon that will be devoted to what was not right, accurate. Oh, <laughs> about Dahmer? About Dahmer, probably. It- they'll start with Dahmer. Okay. Get that out of the way. Because that's, <laughs> we need to know. And then it'll like, it could keep going. It could keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I think that's the whole point here in my millennial moment is I'm a millennial. Yes. I, I watch, listen and consume true crime content sometimes more, sometimes less. And I don't really know how to feel about it anymore. It's statistically not going to be me for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and I mean, I hope it's not. Wouldn't that be mm. some shit if I go home? That would be a podcast but, topic. But yeah, that there'd be that a podcast be, made be, about this that podcast. Would be several podcasts made about that one. But um, yeah, I mean, it just feels like you know we're exploiting people. We're just exploiting people at like the worst times. And I'm not saying you know I think there is merit, and this is why I'm conflicted. There is merit to bringing light. You know, at the end of certain shows. Again, Dahmer's just top of mind because I just yeah, watched it. Yeah. It's the, like the new Stays craze right now. People. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you've got the victims on the end cards. You've other true crime documentaries. You've got pictures of the victims and and survivors who knew the victim who talk about it. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Like, is it right? Is it wrong? You bring up a good point. It just feels like it's how do you remember people without it feeling like you're just capitalizing on a trend that capitalizes itself on the worst part of humanity. There's a lot of stuff out there like that. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking specifically about true crime right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, it's, it is what it is to me. I understand where you're coming from. And I think this is, is a healthy discussion. Um, but you know, I, I uh, there is something to be said for understanding things that happened in the past and their stories, you know, they're their stories that. That hit notes for people and they're interested in them, and I don't think there's anything that any genre that should really I mean, there's I don't think that anything should be off limits if it's told well and people are interested in some of it. I mean, there's so many things that are like egregious that people would like to know about. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is one of those things. Um, I think we should give great care, though, to these stories. And I think that there could be some discussion about the level of sensationalism. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because I think what ends up happening, like I mentioned, is that you just and it's that one or I don't know, 50 million other ones that have been done that are TV shows. Right. Where you just sit there and you think like, was that real? Well, then what was, you know, and then and the whole thing just kind of like, damn, it's really only Ryan Murphy that's doing it, though. Like who else has done these like several series, several episode HBO has done some. Hulu has done some. What did HBO do? Okay, well, I there's a lot of them, but the first one that comes to mind because I remember thinking like I cannot believe this got made into something, and it's on HBO and Hulu and Netflix is making something about it. Is um the woman or rather the girl in so- Linda? Girl, let me finish. Oh, sorry. The, the girl in somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I can't remember. That's not what it's called, but basically she convinces her boyfriend to kill himself. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, but there's like eight of them. Okay. And they're, and it's everywhere, you know? And then the one, the true crime doc that I told you just now with that girl with the Mexico thing and then the amusement part. Yeah. yeah, well, I believe not only is Netflix making a miniseries on it, but so is Hulu or HBO, like one of them. So there's like going to be multiple ones about that one too. There's the one about the teacher who slept with her student. So usually they're not, they're not, I would say, maybe as heavy as yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. But um, they are out there and then yeah. they do sensationalize. And like the one um, I did watch one of the ones about the girl who, who convinced her boyfriend, because I was very curious about the legalities of that case. Yeah, it's um, interesting. And I end up Googling, like, did this happen? Nope. Did this happen? Uh, then what the fuck am I watching? Like, what are you well, talking about? <laughs> but then you go research and you figure out what did happen. It, but it makes you think and it makes you go look and, and come to your own conclusion. Is that not like healthy? Is that bad? It's just more like, 
you're adding shit in here that didn't happen. Why are you just trying to get an emotional response out of me? And then I'm just going to sit here and be like, she wasn't even that bad. She was. But (laughs) that's not my point. (laughs) She was not a good person. Is but whatever. Anyway, that's it. That's about true crime. Women love it. We can't stop. Well, we can talk about it all day. We can. We truly can. The next good one that comes out, I'll probably be watching it. I really googling about what really happened. I resisted Dahmer for so much. I'm. You told me you weren't gonna. You well, you didn't say you weren't gonna watch it, but you were like, I don't like. I'm not doing it. Uh, because I knew about it. Because I was familiar with it, and I did not want to. Dude, sensational what, what i did not want to watch this and be and first of all like give this man any airtime as a star on my tv because it's really about the victims mm-hmm. and Which all, i felt they humanized quite well yeah yeah i mean i think that that was probably the best things they did yeah was um yeah he got a lot of screen time but also you know i think they did a good job making sure that you cared about the people that he killed yeah um, not that you wouldn't, but just making yeah, sure they, they had the time. Them. They yeah. weren't just like, you know. But sex. I was worried about that. I was worried about that. I was worried about watching um essentially the Zach Efron, by the way, another one, the Zach Efron Ted Bundy thing that was not Ryan Murphy, I don't think. I didn't watch that and one. And that one's all about how he's like this hot guy who's running around killing well, people. I had seen several documentaries about him so i'm all good on Ted. that's Bundy. the thing i know about ted bunny yeah. i know about jeffrey dahmer yeah. i don't want to watch some hot guy run around killing people and then like get it wrong <laughs> like, well i guess that means you're out of the mix for these yeah and that's the great part about it <laughs> you don't have to watch it i mean i do like evan peters so i do watch <laughs> but that's a separate story for a different okay. day <laughs> anyway do you have a you're not wrong i do now, do you remember back in January when you were in all your friends and stuff like that were saying all oh, these dry January things stuff? you were yeah. going to do? Yeah. And oh, resolutions? Yeah, all all of it. Dry mm-hmm. January, resolutions, reading 100 books a week, all that stuff. <laughs> well, it's like this thing I've been seeing online lately where people are, I don't want to say they're panicking, but they keep reminding us that they're only like, 70 days left in the year or you know it's only 80 days left it's oh, only 60 okay. days it's only what are you gonna do what are you gonna, so i'm like saying to myself so now we're doing resolutions at the end of the year so we start out lying in the beginning of the year. <laughs> no i'm sorry we start out saying we're gonna do things lying and then we start to do them we fall off oh da, 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 make a whole bunch of excuses whatever they are then Three months before the end of the year, we pick back up and say, like, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do it. So now you only got 60 days to do it. Like, what are you going to do? You have to do this now. And I'm just here to say, like, you are not wrong if you're about to just relax. Okay? Like I told you in the beginning of the year, (laughs) stop lying. (laughs) Now I'm going to tell you again, stop lying. If, like... You have to be reminded online that it's only like 60 days left in the year and you you need to get on the money to accomplish something you said you were going to do. It's too late. You should already be doing it. You should have already been doing it. And I'm not saying that it's too late to like start to make positive changes, but you know, now is not the time to like say that you're going to accomplish the one thing in January that you said you were going to do that you literally did not do for seven months or however many months it's been eight, nine months. And well, now it's sudden, October. To, so 10. Yeah. 10. You're all. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. It's 10. <laughs> you're about to dial back in and just really press and do a, um, and just do, what do they call it? A sprint, a productivity sprint Oof. and get it done. Like just stop. If you are, Saying to yourself, I don't have to make all these big resolutions at the end of the year. And like, I don't need to feel the pressure of the fact that there's only 60 days left in the year. What does that really mean? Then you are not wrong. Let's assess what we actually can do and like what's realistic for us. And come January, like 
maybe make some commitments to yourself that you will do some things that you know are more realistic, especially considering the fact that you made all these promises in January that you didn't do. That should teach you something. So just chill out, folks. You're not wrong if you didn't do the stuff you said you want to do in January and that now it's the end of the year and you're like not wanting to take on all the pressure of the fact that it's 60 days left. You're not wrong. It's okay. Just do realistic stuff. Think about realistic things you can do. <laughs> Maybe you drink an extra bottle of water a day. Maybe you go for a walk in the evenings until the end of the year. Simple stuff. Okay. That's all. All right. What do you think about that? Um, You know, I've got really nothing. <laughs> I can't disagree with you. I think we've talked before. I do themes. So it's like yeah, try to be healthier. Good. Try to do work out more generally, you know, not mm-hmm. put necessarily like. I think there's there are certain things that you should put goals around like smart goals yeah. to be like specific measurable attainable you know yeah you know mm-hmm. um but yeah generally i mean it's the end of the year and i don't know about you but i'm already feeling like a lethargy yes that comes with having gone all being year. in fall <laughs> like yeah it's fall the lights mm-hmm. are changing right mm-hmm. it's getting darker soon so you know yeah i have nothing to say to that but mm, but in the in the effort to disagree with you, I will say this: <laughs> if you do not finish what you started, yeah, you're a loser. Wow, and you very anti millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your mental health. Balls to the walls, people. This is it. We've got ninety. How many days 60. do you know? <laughs> We do it. Do 60, the Instagram We post. got 60 days. <laughs> this is it. Side hustle it out. I wake up. I hustle. I sleep. I hustle. This is what I do. <laughs> you can't stop me. I got 60 days to get it done. I Productivity got, It's sprints. already done. I thought it is done. 60 days. So that should be you. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> all right. We disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all for us today. <laughs> but... If at all you liked the insanity that you heard today, please leave us a review. We will read it out loud on the show right here and make sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel now. Anywhere that you want to get your content of this podcast, you can get it. Thanks for listening. Yeah.